0: Greetings. This is Eric Sinrod from Dwayne Morris. I'm joined by my colleague, Jonathan Armstrong, from Cordery, across the pond, and we're bringing you the most recent Tech Law 10, and we're going strong. So, Jonathan, you have been thinking about time and somehow something about a time machine, so why don't you enlighten us, please?
1: Yes, I will, yeah, and, and thanks very much, Eric, for that introduction. Jonathan Armstrong here from Caudry in London. Um, so step in my time machine, Eric. I want to take you back to 1978. And do these words mean anything to you? And I'll, I'll quote it in true Shakespearean fashion. Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. It's in my mind and in my car. We can't rewind, we've gone too far. Pictures came and broke your heart, so put all the blame on VCR. Does that mean anything to you at all?
0: It brings back distant recollections from the prehistoric past. I must say 1978 was my favorite year. I was traveling around Europe and Northern Africa with a backpack, but I wasn't really (laughs) listening to music then, so shed some more light, please.
1: Yeah, so it's um, it's a song from uh, Buggles, a vehicle of the producer Trevor Horn of the ZTT label, who had a lot of uh, hits, sort of from then and onwards. You know, propaganda, um, sort of early early electronica, for, for for want of a better word, or or mid mid to late electronica, depending on your view and when you got into it. But it was quite a seminal song, really. It was one of the very uh, original hits on uh, MTV. And it went with, uh, I guess, a prediction that, um, that video would kill off old-fashioned music. And I just wondered if that premise turned out to be correct. So it's something of an ethereal <laughs> tech law 10 this week. But what prompted it in my mind was my daughters are quite into a YouTube act called The Piano Guys. And I don't know whether you're familiar with those either, Eric. Drawing another blank, sorry. (laughs) But The Piano Guys, um, it really is an interesting story that starts almost like an old-fashioned English joke. So a musician walks into a piano shop he is getting ready for uh, playing a performance piece, and he wants to borrow a piano. So he says to the piano guy owner, "Um, uh, can I just sit and use your pianos in the shop? And the guy in the shop eventually says, that's fine, but actually I could do with selling more pianos, and you're really good. Can I uh, film you playing the piano and put it up on YouTube. So that's how this outfit starts. The owner of the piano uh, shop, the guy who walks in, and eventually a guy who plays cello joins the videos as well. So I won't embarrass you by asking to guess the number. But some of those videos have had more than 40 million views. 40 million views. Because they've moved the setting for the videos out of the piano shop, and they film in extraordinary locations. And the cellist and the uh, piano player have this sort of mashup, if you like, of um, of popular combined with traditional music. Uh, they have a, another guy who's a um, uh, who helps them with the music side of it. And so the four guys, uh, Paul Anderson. Stephen Sharp Nelson, John Schmidt, and Al van der Beek, and now a global phenomena. And and what brought it to my attention was obviously my daughters, and we went uh, to uh, Nottingham, the land of Robin Hood, one Wednesday night, a week or so ago, and there were more than 2,000 people in a concert hall midweek watching these guys perform, and, and they were excellent. They've now turned that YouTube popularity into a conventional music deal with Sony. You know, it doesn't get any more mainstream than that, really. So my uh, uh, thoughts, really, were that I think Buggles, uh, despite the uh, predictive ability of Trevor Horn in other aspects of music, were perhaps wrong. I'm not sure that video has killed the radio star at all. In fact, quite the opposite. I think these guys make music that traditionally would have been the feature of radio. A classic classic FM in in the UK, for example, or Radio 3, or conventional nice piano and cello pieces. And they've zhuzhed them up for a YouTube environment and become very mainstream. So just as we're having this debate with Taylor Swift and Apple currently... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about the role of music and video combined, my proposition is that actually Buggles were wrong and video and YouTube in particular is the savior of traditional music. And I wondered if you had any thoughts while I get my voice back, Eric. (laughs) It sounds like the remnants of your man
0: flu that keeps chasing you. It is. Um, I do do have some thoughts. Um, I actually have some thoughts, believe it or not. Um, And that is, I mean, to the one hand, on the one hand, Um, YouTube uh, in particular has led to the discovery of certain artists who might have otherwise just toiled, you know, somewhat in oblivion. And, for for example, we have Justin Bieber, you know, um, Mm -hmm. whether you're delighted or perhaps not, I mean, Justin Bieber was discovered by Usher uh, on YouTube. And, you know, like it or not, Justin Bieber did, you know, become – uh, did attain certain notoriety and became famous and has made a lot of money and became a video music star. Um, so that's on the one hand. There, there, have, there have been certain musicians uh, and acts that have been discovered on YouTube and it's really propelled them forward. So it's a real fertile ground that way. On the other hand, music is now so easily available, frankly, for free, that um, there's so much you know competition among artists that it's very difficult to be the one who really you know is a commercial success so mm. you know for every for every Taylor Swift who right now can say Apple sorry you know if you're going to have people uh, obtain music on your service service for free for I think it's 3 months you nevertheless have to pay me the artist during that free period she has that kind of power uh, for yeah. every Taylor Swift there tens of thousands, if not more, other musicians who are trying to get, you know, their work and their name out there, and because people can obtain uh, musical works so easily for free on YouTube and and otherwise, um, it's very difficult to make a living as a musician, so I wonder if that's responsive to your question now that you've recovered from your cough.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, and I think the model is different now with music than it was in those Buggles days. You know, I know that right. most uh, artists that make money are making money out of live performance these days, rather than yep. um, the the sort of digital version, which has become a commodity and has become something that is easily knocked off. So, um. Anyhow, we'll be interested as ever in people's views, won't we, I suspect, uh, Eric? Um, Always. And, um, yeah, and, and do join the debate with us on LinkedIn.
0: Just shake it off, as Taylor Swift says.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll just shake it off. So anyway, this has been your weekly Tech Law 10. Jonathan, thank you for sharing the most interesting topic. I mean, plainly, we could talk about it for much longer, but we are somewhat constrained. Um, I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. You can find me at EJ Sinrod at Morris.com. You know where to find us otherwise, LinkedIn,
1: Twitter, Facebook. And Jonathan,
0: as always, you get to finish up.
1: Thanks very much, Jonathan Armstrong at CordrayCompliance.com. We always like to hear from you. Do keep suggesting topics. And we'll be back again, hopefully, with more voice. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>